Today is going to be fun. We are going to be looking at Ephesians chapter 6, verses 5 through 9, just four verses here. Uh, and, and I want to spend some time in this, and I just want to kind of peel back some layers. I want to see what it is that God has for us as we are going through th this entire series. And the entire series uh, um, through the book of Ephesians, we have been talking about how Ephesians uh, can be looked at, can be viewed as a model manuscript. And we've been picking out each week um, different portions uh, of uh, the, the text as a topic or a model in which we can apply uh, to our lives. I'm, I'm hoping as we've been going through this that you are, are, are looking and you're grabbing hold of these, these models and they're not here just on Sunday, but they are being uh, 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 implemented in your life throughout the, the week. Um, we have been in this little mini-series uh, the last few weeks here, um, it, it looking at the, the, the godly household, a model for the godly household. And, and, and we started this model for the godly household. If you're, if you're looking at, at your, um, your, your text here, we started all the way back um, in this one in, in uh, uh, Ephesians 5, chapter, 20, or chapter 5, verse 22. And we started with, with uh, wives and husbands and how they are to uh, um, interact and, and live. And then last week was children's, children and parents. Um, so the different family, different units of the family. This week we're going to get into another uh, um, um, important piece of the puzzle, important uh, um, um, uh, piece of, uh, of the family unit, but it's not necessarily uh, in the household, but it could be part of the household because what I'm saying is we're going to be talking about bond servants or let's put it in terms where you can put be more applicable to us. Let's look at like employers and employees, okay? Let's just kind of look at that, look at it in that perspective for a moment. Because when we look at this and we read the text and it says bond servants and it says masters, we have a tendency to disconnect and say, well, you know what? I'm not all about slavery, so uh, I'm not going to, to listen or, or I'm not, I don't need this. This is a portion of the Bible that I don't need. Um, that's not true because well, as, we, as we dive in, I think that there is a, a clear message for us that we can take as a model. And remember what a model is for us. Remember what a model is for us, because as we look in, in this text we, and throughout this, we're, we're looking for these models. We're looking for these standards or these examples in which we are to imitate, right? Things that are, are, are given to us by God to, to, to shape our lives. If you're sitting here today, I think there is a, a, um, a reason, oh, I know there's a reason you're sitting here, but I think that there's a part of you that wants to be shaped. Because if you're not wanting to be shaped, all you're going to do here is just, just listen to a, a, a bald guy make some, some uh, corny jokes and uh, stutter through some stuff, and then you're just going to go home and you know, watch whatever game is on. Uh, because college football uh, just uh, went in the toilet last night. Um, yes, Clemson, Clemson lost, but uh, hey, we got a good excuse. Our, our starting quarterback, starting quarterback had, had the coronavirus. So, anyways, no, there's no excuses. But, but what we can, what we have a tendency of doing is disconnecting and just say, I don't need this. No, I think that um, as we look at portions of scripture, we have to keep the the the, the big narrative, the meta narrative in mind, because as we look at this, 
I believe that this jumps out, uh, and it could, uh, should jump out at us. Uh, let me give you the big idea, because I don't think last week I gave you the big idea. I think I was in the second service, and I'm like, oh man, I don't think I gave the, the, the first service the, the, the big idea. The big idea is this, faith in the gospel empowers us to operate in God's will. Faith in the gospel empowers us to operate in God's will. How I, I, I came to, to, to that big idea um, from this text, it, it just I believe this is where God is leading us. I believe that as we look at this text, we will see that doing God's will um, is not something that is separated and only for my spiritual life. It is something that is for my daily, or let's just say real life. Do you know someone, because I know no one in here would do it, but do you know someone who has a spiritual life and then a, well, this is what I do the rest of the week? Yeah? Yeah? Anybody? Again, I know that it's no one in here, but, you know, it's just I, I, I come and I, I do my thing and I, I got to get my Jesus on. But then I go out here and it's more like I get my Judas on, Right? No, see, but what we have to understand is we are not designed to operate that way. Where does pain and stress and anxiety and all this turmoil come in? It comes in because what's happening is we're trying to separate a life that was never meant to be separated. When we are in Christ and we are one with Him, we, if we do not walk in His way, if we do not do the will of God, we will have that anxiety and that stress that's just constantly pulling at us. I, I, I encounter a ton of people that deal with this all the time. And to be honest with you, I deal with it sometimes. Where I'm like, okay, I know I need to do this, but oh, I really want to do this. And then it, the, the, the anxiety monster you know, starts to creep in and you're like, Ugh! and then you stop and you look like, well, duh. At least I, 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 I'm able to do it most of the time. I'm hoping that, that, that sometimes that you all can do that as well. Where you are, um, what's the term we like to use? Freaking out. Anybody ever freak out in here? Yeah, I know. I've been with you. Some of you have freaked out. So you're freaking out. You're not thinking straight. But if you would stop and you look, I would be willing. And I can't. Man, and I can't say this with, with certainty. But I would be willing to wager a donut on this. So if you hear me, that the reason you're stressing out is because you're not doing what God wants you to do. You're doing what you want to, to, to do that is in opposition to what God wants you to do. I had a great conversation with, with, with Kurt this morning that um, when we look at that, what we cannot do is think about, well, I wanted, or God wants me to do this. And I want to do this, and they're always diametrically opposed. They're, they're, they're not. What we have to do, and what we have to, to, to get through our, our, our thick skulls, is that when, when I, we're delighting in the Lord, Psalm 37, 4, you all love that one, right? With me. So when we're delighting in the Lord, what's going to happen is our want and our desires our way are going to come in line with God's. God's not going to shift His focus, shift His whole desires or his way to, 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 to uh, complement mine or, 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 or to follow me, I have to be willing to submit to him. We're going to talk here in a minute what this looks like. 
submit to him and follow in his way. When we follow in his way, we face the world, but we are free of fear because there's no, no, no place for fear in the presence of the Lord. No place for fear. All right, that's a whole sermon. Let's get rolling. You guys ready? Believe it or not, I am not amped up on coffee today. I think I've only had two cups. I know, that's amazing. I can't wait till the next, next service. Y'all, y'all might want to stick around. It's going to be fun. Oh. Oh. All right, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 5 says, Bond servants, obey your earthly masters with fear and trembling, with a sincere heart as you would Christ. Now, when we start into this, what, what, what I, I, I want to pull out right off the bat is that, remember, um, Paul here is talking to this church that's at Ephesus. This church that is at Ephesus, it's in Ephesus here, uh, it is a church that, that it has a, um, or a city, I should say, is a city that has a, a pagan uh, um, society, a pagan culture. Uh, the pagans rule in, 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 this, in this place. So Paul is writing to this church, and as he's writing to this church, he's writing to this church as a friend, as one who has, a, he, like he says uh, in the book of Acts, or Luke says in the book of Acts about Paul, as one who has shed tears with these people. That he has close relationships with, with these people in Ephesus. So he's looking at this church, and as he, as he himself, where, where's Paul at right now when he's writing this? He's in jail. He's in prison. So Paul is in prison. He's writing this, this letter to this church, and as he's writing this letter to this church, he's, he's thinking about all of these things. I'm sure he's heard some stuff that's going on. Um, I, they didn't have Facebook or Twitter. Uh, back then, so they didn't have to worry about being fact-checked or, or, or anything like that, right? Um, or, or, or being censored. No, but he, he has heard about things going on. He's given instruction about, okay, this is how the, 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 the church, uh, a few weeks we talked about how the church is to be modeled and, and how it's to operate, and uh, then how the, the family here. And now he's going to be talking about, this is what you need to do when you're, when you're working, this is what you need to do when you're not there on Sunday, the other days of the week, when you're engaged in your job. But I love how he, how he brings about the fact that there is, uh, he, he talks about these bond servants. Some of your translations will say slaves, same thing. Uh, and this is not, this is where this gets kind of dicey, especially in 2020. Well, well see, that's the, the Bible is promoting slavery. This is not the slavery in which happened uh, a, hu- a few hundred years ago here. Uh, th- th- this slavery, it- it's a different type of slavery. Uh, um, it- it- how about this? The slaves are treated a whole lot better. They, they-, they were um, actually even in p- most of the time parts of the family, although they were property. But mind you this, ladies, and no, no disrespect, y'all were, part- y'all were property as well at this same time. So I, what, what, why am I saying all that? I love the fact that when Paul is addressing this, he's addressing these bond servants, but then he's going to address masters, and he's addressing them on this level playing field. And, and I believe that, that, that as we, we are looking um, into the church, and as Paul's talking about this is the way in which the church and the household um, is to be modeled after, as he's looking, as we're looking into the church, we can see there's, there, there is to be diversity within inside of the church. 
diversity within inside of the church because we have those who are owners of businesses and those who are not, those who are workers of those owners of businesses. We have those that, 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 that have jobs and those who don't have jobs. We have uh, um, uh, children and, and women and men. We have all types with inside here. I love the fact that as we look at this and we look at the church as this, this place where, where people can gather and, and, and um, we can all be on one, one, one playing field, I like to understand, and I hope that you can understand with me, how that is even possible. The way that is, that is even possible goes back to the, this, this big idea here. It's only possible because of the gospel. Because what the gospel does at the foot of the cross, it's level ground. Understanding when, when, when people come to Christ. And that, remember, Paul's writing to a church here. So when he's writing, he's talking to uh, uh, Christian bondservants, Christian slaves, Christian employees. And he's going to be talking to Christian masters, Christian employers here. So when he's looking at this, he, he, he's putting the, giving this, this level playing field. There's no partiality. It's going to say that here. What else does that mean? There's no favoritism. I know that I joke all the time that, that, that I'm God's favorite. Y'all know that Jesus loves me more than y'all. Right? We, we all know that. But what he's saying is he's going to explain that there is no favoritism. But as we look at this, he says, Bond servants, obey your earthly masters with fear and trembling. Don't, don't look at that as like, oh, they're they supposed to be domineering. No, that, that fear and, and, and trembling here, that, that's a reverence. Because God put him there for a reason. I know, because I've had conversations with enough people, that people always think that they could do better than their boss, their employer. Some of you can. Some of you can. But there's a reason why certain people, amen, right? There is a reason why certain people are in certain positions. There's going to be a reason why certain people are going to hold certain offices, potentially. I don't know once the dust clears and whatever. But what we have to understand is ultimately God's in control. What we see here on earth is to help us prepare for heaven. Right here when it says that, that we are to obey our earthly masters with uh, uh, you know, fear and trembling with a sincere heart as you would Christ, I, I, I believe that those, and I'm not, again, this is, there's no case study out on this, but talking to enough people, those people who have trouble with everybody in their life, because everybody's wrong, they also have trouble in their relationship with God. It's a pattern. If you talk to someone and all they do is complain all they're doing is complaining about how, how work is just so bad and it's just so this and I've got to do all this and you know, nobody knows and my boss is an idiot and everything. And if that's all that's coming out of their mouth and then in the next breath they say, God bless you, brother. What we have to understand is that vileness is coming out in the, their relationship with, with, with God. So as we look at this, I'm not saying that all employers or all employees or, or yeah, employees and employers, all that relationship is all supposed to be hunky-dory and perfect and everything. No, all I'm saying is our response to that should be in a certain way. Paul's saying here that we are to obey with a, a, a sincere heart. 
This means with a single focus. This means I'm going to respond to... Uh, God bless you. Uh, I'm going to respond... He doesn't have the virus, so don't worry about it. Uh, I'm going to respond to a situation here the same way I'm going to respond to, the, to when Christ says this. Now, that does not give your boss the, 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 the divine authority that he's always right. That's not what that is saying. It's saying how we would respond with a, with a single focus, with a single heart, a, a, a clear, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to follow Christ. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to answer or respond the same way to my boss. Not saying that he's Jesus, not saying, no, but, but what that's going to do is that's going to prepare me and it's going to help me understand what um, authority really is supposed to look like. Now, I know, again, I know some of you are in here like, you don't know my boss. He's an idiot. She's an idiot. I'm not trying to prop anything up. I'm just, I'll say this. There's a reason why my 12-year-old boy is off the hook. My dad said it. It's because when I was his age, my, my dad and my mom prayed that I would get a son that was 10 times worse than me. I get it. It's, he, I, 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 all the time. I'm like, why are you doing that? And I hear this voice, God saying, because that's the way in which you act towards me sometimes. Right? So what, what, what am I saying? There's a lesson in which I'm learning constantly. Maybe there's a lesson in which you need to learn with the situation in which you're in. Employee, employer, whatever it, it, it may be. Instead of just sticking it to the man and, and, and rebelling, I'm going to do my own thing. What, what would happen if you were to respond as you, to, to this situation, whatever that is, at work or whatever, the same way you would respond to Christ. Maybe just try it. Just try it for, for a period of time and then come tell me. I love stories like that. Because a lot of times when, 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 when I, you come and tell me those stories, you have a big red mark on the side of your face where God smacked you with a two-by-four and said, hmm, see, it does work. Just saying. Let's go on. Verse 6, <laughs> this is fun. Verse 6, he sa- it goes on to say, not by the way of eye service as people pleasers, but as bond servants of Christ. St- same thing we're saying there, like, as if I am a slave to Christ. That's how I want, I, I'm to, to respond in this situation, doing the will of God from the heart. It, it, the, the front part of that verse, it says, not by the way of eye service. When I see this, I always think of, of high school football. Because I was, I played high school football. Many of y'all probably played high school football too. I, I was one of those guys. I had talent, but I was lazy. You know, I just, yeah, whatever. I, and, and I just rested on my, my talent to make, you know, I was about average. If I would have actually put forth some effort, I could have been above average. But I did. I was lazy. So me, what, what I would do was during warm-ups and drills and everything, when the coach was watching, what am I doing? I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm doing more. I'm, I'm busting my butt. Hey, don't be laughing. You're doing the same thing. I know. So I'm busting my butt. As soon as the coach turns around, like if we're doing, if we're down doing push-ups and 
Coach is looking, oh, just racking them out. Coach turns around, oh, I'm going to lay on the ground. And I'm watching him, watching, watching, watching. Oh, he turned around again, right? I know that I'm not alone in that, but that's what I did. It, that's what it means when, when, when he's saying here this eye service as people pleasers. What he's saying, what, what Paul is saying is like, don't just, don't just excel when the boss is looking. What are you doing when he's not? What are you doing when, when no one's looking? Let's go into that camp. What are you doing when no one's looking? You, you know what that's called? Integrity. Do you have what, do, do you have, uh, what, what, what is necessary to be doing the push-ups when, when coach isn't looking? When no one is, is looking? That's what Paul is saying. Not by the way of eye service as people pleasers, but as bond servants of Christ. So don't, don't just try to please people. Don't try to do what is necessary. Don't try to like, well, you know, my, my grandpa wants me to do this. My, my, my grandma thinks that I, I could really do Well, you know, b- b- before um, Aunt Sally died, she, she really wanted me to. You know, he, here's the deal. If you live your life, and this is another, this is one of those free ones as well. If you live your life trying to please people, you're not going to please anyone. And you're definitely not going to please God. There's one person in which we are to please, and that is Him. That is doing what is necessary, what He has already told us to do. When we try to run around and please our spouse, well, I thought it was happy wife, happy life. My wife can be happy, and I can still be, it's not going real well. I'll step out there, gentlemen. No, no, but it's, it, 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 I, I thought it was if I just please my wife or if I just please my husband, everything's going to be honky-dory. No, because there's going, to be, there's going to come a time in which you can't fulfill that pleasure, whatever it may be, and there's going to be a, 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 an unmet expectation. And you're going to let him down, or they're going to let you down. What we have to do is, is we look at this as Paul is talking about, yeah, this earthly, I need to not be just working to please my boss, but we put this in a spiritual um, aspect. Is like, I need to be doing what God wants me to do, even when I don't think that God's looking. Because the fact of the matter is, God's always looking. I love the fact when, when, when David writes the Psalms, he, 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 he says things like, you're in the highest heavens, and then... I'm here on the highest mountain, and you're there. And I'm over here, and you're there. And I'm down in the, in the depths, and you're there. No matter where I go, you're always there. I love how he says that because that is so true. God has made the statement, I will never, what, leave you nor forsake you. When we look at this, so why am I, why am I saying all that? If we are going to operate only when someone is looking, if we're going to operate correctly only when someone's looking, there's always someone looking. That's the conversation I love to have. And I haven't had this much with, with, with Gabe recently because I, he, he knows the lines by now. It's awesome. He's at that age where I don't have to say anything. I just look at him. He says, I know, Dad. And he says exactly what I'm going to say because I've said it over and over and over and over again. One of those things that I always say is like, all right, would you do whatever it is that you're doing if I was standing right there? Would you have torn apart that mechanism if I was standing right there over you? No. Would you have talked back to your mother like that 
if I was standing there? No, because you would smack me. Yes, you're right. I would have. In the same way, what we need to understand is God is always standing there. Jesus is always standing by our side. What are you doing when you think you're not being watched? Wherever it is. Well, it's not, it doesn't hurt anybody else. It does. Because you're always, the eyes of the Lord are always, it says that they're searching to and fro. The eyes of the Lord, the presence of God is everywhere. So if we're going to operate when only someone is looking, that means that's all the time we need to operate correctly because God is always looking. He's, He's always watching us. It goes on here to say, but as bondservants of Christ, I love this fact that we looked at and we talked a little bit about slavery and everything. But what we have to understand in the true sense here is that this slavery, this bond servant of Christ, is not a bad thing. This is a very good thing because what the Bible is very clear that we are no longer... When you, when you surrender, and I have to say that very clear... Watching online, listen to me. If you, when you surrender your life to God through what Christ has done on the cross, uh, and that's not just saying, oh, yeah, I believe Jesus died on the cross for my sins. Okay, I'm going to go do what I want to do. No, when we surrender our life, and this is why Paul is using this language, when we surrender our life, when we fully submit to God, and we become slaves of righteousness, that's what he uses in, in, in Romans particularly in chapter 6, when we become slaves of Christ, slaves of righteousness, we are no longer slaves of sin. Why is that important? Well, you know, if you look at what a slave is, a slave is subjected to or is subject to the control of the master. Whatever the master says, the slave is to do. What do you mean? That sin... Whatever that sin is that controls you, whether it's an addiction, or maybe it, well, it's not really an addiction. It's just like I like to do this all the time, and it doesn't hurt anybody. And but whatever it is that is controlling you, that when you wake up in the morning, you're figuring out how to do this and how to get this, and it might even be a good thing. But if it's not a God thing, it's a slave. You're a slave with a master which God does not want to compete with. When I say God doesn't want to compete with you, because there's no competing with God. I, 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 amen, right? At least someone is listening. Understand that we are not to be slaves to sin. We don't have to be slaves. That's what we're going to talk about a little bit next week. This spiritual warfare in which we are engaged in every single day, you have to understand that Satan, sin, and death have already been conquered. The battle's already been won. So when we talk about putting on our armor, armor and everything, and we face the, the enemy, we're facing him from victory, not for victory. I, gotta, I can't get into that because that's, that's next week's sermon. But what we have to do is a slave is, is subject to the control of the master, is, is in service to the master. So you're either going to, to serve, and I'm going to say it this way, you understand, not God... You're going to be, because you can put anything into this category. Or you're going to be a slave to God. You're going to serve God. 
That's what Paul is saying here. So he's using this, this visual picture here of the, of the master and, and, and servant or bond servant slave, this picture for us to understand like part of our relationship with God. But it's for a purpose. Look, not by the way, the, the way of eye service as people pleasers, but as bond servants of Christ, comma, doing the will of God from the heart. Stupid geek moment here. All right, so geeks, listen up. When you look at verse 5 and it has heart, and you look at verse 6 and it says heart, two different Greek words here. If you look at heart in verse 5, it's the word where we get cardiac, cardia. All right, and then you look at the one in verse 6, it's psyche, where we get psyche, psychology. Why is that? I mean, it's a geek moment. I understand it, but why? So th this is the 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 the, the heart. So the the spirit and the soul. This is what all that makes up of, up your body, and that's what he's he what Paul is really pressing into. This is a condition of the heart. Our service to God is a condition of the heart. Paul here says, doing the will of God. From the heart. Big, big million dollar question. What is the will of God? I love it, right? Everybody, I don't know what the will of God. What is the will of God for my life? I've said this before, but I'll say it again. The will of God. And this is just breaking down, very simple. Is to spread the gospel. How about that? The will of God is to spread the gospel. Well, it's got to be more than that. No, no, no. It's to spread the gospel because in the gospel, what's contained in the gospel, the gospel is the power of God, right? So it's to spread the gospel, and through the gospel, God is glorified. So, so think about this. Bond servants, so you're, you're, you're to, to obey your masters as you would Christ, do, not by way of eye service, but, but as bond servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. You exist to glorify God in whatever context you are in. How are you doing in that? I hope. It, it, because here's the deal. If we were doing great, not, not to pick you out, I would want to say the same thing. If we were doing great in this, um, we wouldn't have any, any empty seats in here. And this is not me trying to make anybody feel bad. No, this is, this is me as your loving shepherd saying one of the measuring, the marks, the metrics in which we can, we can use. If your life is so transformed by the truth of the gospel that it's just oozing out from you, that God is just working in you, people are going to want to know and be around that. I have conversations with, with, with a lot of people. Most, most of the time it is Christians. That, that, that I ask, oh, I'm doing good. Okay, but, they, but they, they've isolated themselves. Had an awesome conversation with a, with a lady just, uh, I think it was on Friday. And we were sitting there. She's, she's telling me all about her, how mature she is in Christ and, and, and everything, and how 
you know, I know some deep knowledge about, you know, I studied the occult and I know that this and I know that that and, and, and I've been talking to this other pastor and I was like, okay, I know that pastor, whatever. And, I, and you know, this is, he, 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 I want to start a Bible study and so I can, I can give all my wisdom out. And I'm like, all right, um, where, where do you go to church right now? Well, I, I don't. Well, why not? Well, because I don't like going to church when, you, when people are, are, are you know, they, 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 they're just not real. Okay, but but you're you're a mature mature on your words mature Christian, but you're isolating yourself. There's a problem with that. No one wants to be around you. Well, if you're always telling someone, this is how much I know. <laughs> ready yourself. Hey, get your pen and paper ready. I'm going to lay down some wisdom on you. I am such a good Christian. No, that's just arrogance. But if your life is doing, if you are doing the will of God and your life is real and you actually believe, and I'm not saying, and again, I know that I can get pushback on this, but if you actually, how about this? If you live what you believe, what if? What if you actually lived the way in which you believe? Now, I know that that's different for everyone. The way in which Marlon lives Jesus is way different than the way in which Ben lives Jesus, right? That's okay. God designed us a certain way. He's made us unique. What is the saying that I say all the time? God made you, you for a reason, right? All your quirks and everything. But he made you, you, so that you can glorify him. In this encounter here, he's talking about how we're supposed to act when we come into uh, um, this relationship with, you know, in the workplace or whatever. As we look at this, no matter if it's in the workplace, if it's in the home, if it's at school, if it's in the church, whatever, think about it this way. No matter where you're at, you are to do the will of God. Remember how we started out where, where, where it starts at? We, we started with the, the, the idea what people try to do. Here's my spiritual life. And I even hate that. I would much rather you said church life, right? Here's how I act at church. But here's how I really live my life. No, no matter where we're at, there should be no bifurcation there. There should be no distinction between the two. It should be one and we should be doing the will of God. I, I don't want anybody to take away from this like I'm, I'm up here with, with Thor's hammer and just hitting you over the head. My, my Avenger buddies, they, they, all, they all got that. The rest of you are like, who's Thor? Is that a, yeah. I'm not up here with a hammer trying to beat anybody over the head, not trying to make anybody feel bad. What I want to do, what I want to do is, 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 is I want you to, to, to wrestle with this, the truth that I gave you at the beginning about what our big idea is. Faith in the gospel empowers us to operate in God's will. Faith in the gospel empowers us to operate in God's will. Yes, it's the power of the Holy Spirit inside of us. I get that. But what, what, what we have a tendency of doing is we just say, yeah, I'm a Christian. Hmm. I'm not saying everybody has to be a spaz like me. Can I get amen? Amen, amen right? Remember, unique in each way. But understand that God 
God does desire. He desires, and I love how 1 Timothy 2.4 says, He desires all people to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. That's God's desire. If we delight in the Lord, God gives us the desires of our heart. What our desires of our heart need to be is to line up with His. If we're delighting in the Lord, then we're going to see like, oh, I want, I want what He wants. Total disclosure. We, Shannon and I were, were, were driving home yesterday from my, grand, my grandparents. Uh, which, if you, want, if you can, keep my grandma and, and grandpa in your, your, your prayers. My, my grandma's not doing real well. Uh, she got dementia. I think she's going downhill. Um, but anyways, uh, so it was kind of one of those days, like, man, things aren't going well. It was, it was one of those moments, and Shannon and I were, were, were driving home. Oh, another thing is, I, uh, on Friday, I found out that someone moved my tree stand, you know? So someone's infringing on my, my hunting sanctuary, right? So that's another, I'm like thinking these things, and, but, uh, we're driving down the road, and I was actually telling Shannon about that because we were going down, you know, 183, and I pointed out to the church property and all that good stuff. And, um, I said, you know, I don't really care, and, and I'm not trying to be super spiritual here, so don't don't take it as this as that. I said, you know, I don't really care about those things because all I really want in life right now, because I've got an awesome wife, and I'm not just saying that because. I have to, and she's going to watch later or whatever. No, I've got an awesome wife. She has to be awesome to put up with this mess, right? Yeah. Y'all need to look to your spouses too, right? Um, no, I do. I have an awesome wife. I got some awesome kids. Are they pains in the butt sometimes? Yes, but I am, I am so blessed with my kids. I'm so blessed with my family. I got a roof over my head. I, I, I got a, 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 a church family that I, 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 I believe loves me. And, I, and I'm thinking, like, what more? You know, I don't care. And I, not because it's like I want to be disrespectful or anything. I don't care who sits in, in Washington. Because God has already blessed me enough right here. And Shannon and I were talking about this. And I said, you know what I really want, though? I, I just want our church to explode. Now, I didn't mean like a gas explosion or anything like that. Now, I know in the past I've said that, but no, I, I just, I, I, just I, I, I want to because I see God putting pieces of the puzzle together. Man, I work with a group of guys, the elders, you guys, and I, I can't stress this enough. And again, I'm not trying to butter them up. But I talk to other churches that have been, they look at our church, and I tell them about our interaction and our unity and our bond within the, the five of us. And, and, and no lie, I've had other pastors say to me, like, man, I wish, I wish we had that. And I say, you know what? I, that's a God thing. Because there's four other guys that want to be in a room with me. That's nuts. But what I look at that and the guys, I, I believe, would say the same thing, is God has positioned us for a reason right where we're at. This church has a long history of reaching a lot of people. And I know that we went through some hard times in, in, in you know, the time before I even got here, probably five, ten years, whatever, before I got here. And then the first few years of, of, of me here, we've been through some hard times. But I, I believe that God is positioning us and has positioned us 
to do His will in a mighty way right here. Because we have these outside forces wanting to just blow us up. So when I told Shannon, I was like, man, that's, I, I just... And I'm not saying like church is a church of a thousand. or but I'm just praying for our growth that we've been praying for. Praying that, that, that as, as you, each one of you, are, are, are out in, in your life every day, that you're encountering somebody and they're like, man, what? Ben, you're smiling an awful lot lately. Man, what's going on with you? And Ben's like, <laughs> Jesus. Right? Mm-hmm. And then he'll go, shucks. <laughs> no, but, but, but we're, 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 the, the interactions happen. So they're like, well, I, 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 I want some of that. Because every single person in here, you can tell me, don't, don't, don't shout out or anything, but you can tell me someone in your life that is struggling. Someone in your life that just is in pain. It might, and I'm not saying physically, I'm just saying emotional and spiritual, just being torn apart. You know someone like that. And, and, and God has put them in your life, not to be a pain in your butt, but maybe to be a thorn in your side. God has put them in your life so that you can do His will. And so that we can, man, so we have to break out more chairs and then we have to figure out, you know, Wayne's going to get his measuring stick out again and we'll be all the way to the back wall. But that's okay. Because if we're doing the will of God and we're spreading the gospel, things are going to happen. Oh my goodness, things are going to happen if I don't finish this up too. I'm sorry. Rendering, here, seven, rendering service. I'm going to slam seven, eight, nine together. Rendering service with a, a goodwill as to the Lord and not to man. I, I can't slam that together. Here, here's the deal. Paul, when he's talking here, and, and we'll finish with this. You can read the rest on your own. Paul, when he is talking here, he also says the same thing in Colossians chapter 3. The same idea. That it's service to God, not service to, to men. He, he says in, in Colossians chapter 3, verse uh, 23 and 24, Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. Just think about that. Whatever you do. If Jake were in here, I'd ask him to, to, to uh, parse that, 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 that Greek verb. What, what do you mean? Whatever you do. I guess that would be a noun, right? I don't know. I, know, I, got, a, I got a water education. But whatever you do. Whatever you do. I, stop it, Lee. I, no. Whatever you do, whatever situation in which you're in, you're there to do the will of God. You're there to glorify Him. All I am asking as your pastor, as one who will shed tears, believe it or not, with you, is for you to, as my favorite Greek word, spudazo, do your best. Are you doing your best to do the will of God in whatever you do?
Let's pray. Father God in heaven, Lord, we thank you, we love you. Father, we ask as we have dove into the deep end here and seen um, the, the, the truth of your gospel, God, first we want to say thank you for what you have done. Thank you for sending your son and dying the death that we deserve. Thank you for the free gift of salvation, of, of eternal life through us surrendering our life to you. God, thank you for that. We, we, we thank you for uh, just opening uh, th- this, um, or, or uh, us being able to open your word and you opening our, our hearts to hear you. God, I, I, I pray that we can be, <laughs> as the, the, the joyful sound of a baby, as we can be like a, a little child. And we can just look at our surroundings and we can say, I want more. But God, I, I pray that we can be doing your will in whatever situation in which we're in. Father, I know that's, that, that's difficult for some. Some of us, that's not typed into our DNA. You're, you're the great creator, the creator of, of everything. A little DNA code is not going to stand in your way. God, you've called us to, 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 to be uh, a witnesses for you. So God, as we read, as we pursue you, and as we go out from here into our um, daily routines, God, empower us. Empower us with your truth, with your gospel. I love Jesus' words. Sanctify them with the truth. Your word is truth. God, be with us as we go. God, let our eyes see the opportunities and our hearts react and our hands follow. God, we love you and we praise in Jesus' name. Amen. You'll have an awesome week.